I don't like the way we started. I hate this. Okay. Welcome back to the show. <sighs> Welcome back to the depressing. No, we're not doing <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show. It's the first, fourth try trying to start this shit. Brad's written two duds for intro bits. I'm taking this over. What movie are we watching this week? <laughs> we're watching Dead Poets Society. I missed the mark this week. It's not my fault. I'm going through a hard time hey, right now. who are we sponsored by? Who are we brought to you by? Comedy Here Often. A Hell subsidiary yeah. of nothing. No, that's not true. Disregard the last intro bit where I said it was sponsored by something. It's not sponsored by anything. Anything yet. It's officially never been sponsored. Call us if you want to take out a sponsorship. Hey, for a limited time offer, you can sponsor this podcast for free. You just have to send us a message and we'll sponsor you. Yeah. And we know how we know how business works. We know in how business works. Podcasts, so and we're just good. in it for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to learn about business, so let me advertise for free. Welcome back to the most downloaded podcast on my podcast uploading page. <laughs> Welcome to the only downloaded podcast on my podcast app. Ooh, really? Yeah, I only listen to this show. This week we're doing Dead Poets Society. <laughs> Dead Poets Society came out in 1989. It was directed by Peter Weir. It stars Robin Williams, uh, Robert Sean Leonard, and friend of the show, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, and did you say Robin Williams? Robin Williams is also a friend of the show, too. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Uh, It's about Maverick teacher John Keating, uh, who uses poetry to embolden his boarding school students to new heights of self-expression, teaching them to carpe diem, stand on desks, and vandalize dead poet society or as i like to call it nerd fight club now let me ask you a question kian this is our first podcast episode in a while where the character has been described as a maverick um still don't know what it means wildly different context than it's usually used in well when are what what's the context you usually hear it is it well, because like when you're watching Deadliest Catch and one of the ships is named the Maverick. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or, or like, is it when you're watching old reruns of Saturday Night Live and Joe uh, John McCain is calling himself a Maverick? Yeah, it's both of those. You know me. I'm a big rerun SNL. Yeah, guy. you love classic SNL. But I mean, what I'm talking about is like in Death Wish, the main guy's name, he's called a Maverick. That's true. He was a Maverick. But and he's like a badass revolver toting girl fucking guy killing guy. And you know, uh, off Robin Williams in this movie is like a tweed jacket wearing guy I would want to cuddle with. Look, there's all different kinds of Mavericks. Well, that's just what I'm asking. What are the different kinds of Mavericks? I think a Maverick is anyone who does whatever they want. Anyone who goes <laughs> against the rules. So if I, like, you know, no matter how dumb or so pointless said, the rule is. you're telling is, me that when I do intro bits that you don't like on this podcast, I'm being a Maverick. In a sense, yes, you are. But when I shut you down, I am also being a Maverick. That's why I like to call us the Twin Mavericks. The only two Maverick podcast on the app. Yeah, yeah, we're the only podcast where both hosts are equally Maverick. <laughs> that's probably why it's not working. Yeah, that's why the dynamic's always off. <laughs> the only podcast where the hosts are both fighting constantly. That's why people prefer the episodes where we have guests. We don't even like each other in real life. Every time we hang out after this, we end up fist fighting. Yeah, that's true. Um, we don't go to lunch like other podcasts. Was this the first coming of age movie we watched on the, on the podcast? Um, coming of age boy movie? No. Cause I think that, um, Goodwill hunting is a coming of age movie. Uh, I guess it kind of is in a sense, but that guy's already come of age. That's like a, you should have fucking come of age by now type of movie. 
Yeah, I guess that one's like a fail son coming of age movie, and this is like a making your dad proud coming of age yes. movie. But it really is like, I don't know, it's not that different to me. Uh, let's start, because like, th- th- this is kind of the second movie in the accidental accidental series I've realized we're doing, uh, which is all the not funny Robin Williams movies. Yeah, Sad uh, Robin. Yeah, Sad Robin. Uh, uh, did you have a favorite? Like, Do you think that this one where Robin Williams was helping the kids... Uh, learn to enjoy life or the other movie where Robin Williams was helping the kid learn how to enjoy life which one do you think was better I like this more than I like Goodwill Hunting but um, neither of those is Robin Williams's fault like <laughs> if everybody else was not in both movies then I would like them both like I really liked Robin Williams in both of those movies Robin Williams does do a great but job in each of these movies in Goodwill in Goodwill Hunting, I just like it's just like losers, and in this one, it's nerds. So you kind of have to pick your poison, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like what 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 can you personally tolerate more, uh, <laughs> losers or nerds? Yeah, and I just I wish both movies centered more on his character. He consistently has the most interesting I character. Oh, he really felt a little underutilized in this movie. I thought like, because I mean, just did did you know anything about this movie going into it like have you heard uh, it referenced in pop culture at all or i had seen it before actually oh you had, I had seen to it watch before. it in university oh i see brad's subtly flexing on us that he went to university yeah i mean i dropped out before the assignment on it was due but i did stay in long enough to watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know this is like it is like goodwill hunting a lot of people like reference it like it's a like it's a something you need to see yeah yeah exactly well i always heard like the carpe diem thing there was an episode in community where they made fun of it that's mostly how i'm familiar with all the beats of this movie but i mean like yeah you 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 would think robin williams is in it way fucking more for how much he's being quoted yeah like still to this day from this movie that's a good point yeah i didn't even think about that but he does have almost like every memorable line to me i think is robin williams's yeah, pretty much. Unless there was one line that I really liked in this movie, uh, where they were uh, looking for the cave to go, like where the dead poets hang out. Yeah. And one of the kids was like, "Where's the cave?" And the other kid was like, "Just beyond the stream." What a <laughs> stupid fucking way to give directions. Yeah, I mean that's real Ivy League. Prep it's like, hey, Kean, where's your house? I'm like, oh, just beyond Fifty First Ave. <laughs> 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 just beyond the Petro Canada. <laughs> <laughs> beyond the homeless guy who does heroin behind the Circle K. Wait, beyond the Circle K. <laughs> Fuck, beyond the homeless guy who does heroin, beyond the Circle K. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry I fucked that joke up so much, everybody, but imagine if I had gotten it out right. Can I talk to you about the first scene of this movie? Please. Because what was the first scene of this movie? The one where it's like they're all in the church and they're yeah, doing the like start the, of the year ceremony, the whatever. The introduction shit is The happening. opening ceremony, like it's at the Olympics. Yeah, they all get a candle. They go into this church thing. The Matching like, tracksuits. What are the four pillars? Now, I've never seen Harry Potter personally, but this first scene is exactly how I imagine Hogwarts. Yeah, it is kind of like Hogwarts, honestly. But also, like, Hogwarts is just ripping off these type of boarding schools, so I guess that all makes sense. Yeah, I guess fair. I, I don't know. I just, like... Very just, Hogwartsian, though. As soon as this movie came on, I just started imagining what I thought Harry Potter would be like. You haven't seen Harry Potter? No, I was just picturing the headmaster guy as Dumbledore, you know? And he's like, what are the four pillars? And they're like, I don't know, trickery, wizardry, witchcraft, and magic. Magic, spells, wands... <laughs> 
owls. <laughs> uh, what are the four pillars? You know, like lions with the heads of eagles. Harry Potter, Voldemort. Hermione. Hermione. She could be my pillar. <laughs> she could hold up my roof if she wanted to. But yeah, anyway. Um, did you ever have to do th- uh, shit like that in your schools? Like, did you have any? Uh, did you ever go to a school that took itself that seriously? I mean, we had orientations and stuff, but there was never any like candle involved. You like the seats like... were plastic; they weren't wooden pews. Like in this, <laughs> like that's the difference between prep and public school. Is at prep school you sit in in permanent chairs. That's true. In public school, everything's movable. Yeah, everything's temporary. Even the classrooms. I did most of my classes in portable classrooms. Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. There's like portables and they'd just be like yeah we're gonna renovate the school someday and all those portables are like still there 20 years later i remember one day going to elementary school and then they're like yeah you can't go to a french class today though because we're adding a new classroom onto there <laughs> and then the next day it was attached already it was like done yeah it's crazy yeah so i don't know i feel like the only difference between prep and public is like uniforms and then renovation takes way longer yeah, and I always feel like the teachers are up to something at that school. Like, that was the thing about this movie. The kids were up to something, but, it, man, I got weird vibes from every one of the old guys that wasn't Robin Williams. Yeah. I think that, here's the thing. Maybe it's fine to have an all-boys school, right? I, I don't think so. I think that's sort of an echo chamber for horniness. But if you're gonna, if you have to have an all-boys school, make the teachers girls. Man, I feel like that would be impossible. That would be an impossible learning situation. Well, grandmas don't make them like hot babes. Okay, but like you're surrounded by grandmas all day. Pretty soon you're just gonna get horny for the hottest grandma that's there, and then that's like a whole course of problems. It's just all these guys who graduate from your school have like weird old lady fetishes, man. Like you know that's- what? That's a valid critique. But let me tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only way to learn life, you can't learn life from your grandpa. Just based on personal experience, if you only listen to what other dudes have to say, you're fucked. You're going to come out of this like Neil. Revolver in your hand behind your dad's desk. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. I think we need a little bit of woman influence on these boys. Maybe they learn to not take everything so fucking serious. I mean, you're right. They were taking things pretty horrifically seriously. But I also ask you this question. Do you think they could have broed down in a way like that? Like if if there were girls in the school, because there was a couple of times when uh, I was watching the movie and Robin Williams would tell everyone to like huddle up, huddle up, boys. And then he would tell them something about seizing the day or whatever. And it's like you couldn't have this type of energy if there was girls around. You wouldn't huddle up around a woman? No, I would if she asked. and only if she asked only if she asked yeah but i just feel like uh yeah no i don't know i mean like i definitely i I would never want to go to an all all boys school but like at the exact same time i feel like uh promotes uh uh guys being bros I don't know, man. How bad do we need to promote that? You're, You're gonna right. find accidental bros in your That's life. That's a fair point, man. We we both went to boy girl schools. Maybe I would just we like still it. stumbled into a, a bro situation. I mean, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I did find my bros, <laughs> but I guess I'm just thinking like how fucking tight bro English class would be. Like if you're g- talking about poetry, but like with a teacher who's like able to you know talk about it in a way that like you know you all agree that it isn't stupid anymore. I think at high like in high school age, like having it all one like all your gender or whatever like you can be a little more open without feeling embarrassed 
about it. But I also think that feeling embarrassed is like important to life. I agree. I agree. So I don't like. J- there's just a very evil vibe I get from an all boys school. And you know what? Actually, you make a very good point there. I think that it might it might promote like you're able to hang out with your fellows while you're there. You probably get pretty close. Yeah. But like after you get out of that school, imagine how weird those guys are with women. Yeah. And like. Uh, my example of that is uh, there was that weird kind of romance between uh, that one guy and then that girl that he very vaguely knew, like through yeah. that movie. Um, and it, it was just the first girl he had seen in years. You're right. That's it was it. literally the first girl that he had <laughs> seen. He met her at talked. dinner, and then he just like started like following her around on his bike and like looking yeah. at her hanging out with his boyfriend, being sad. And then they would do like a bunch of weird nice guy shit. Yeah. Talk about how like he's an asshole. She belongs with me, and then it all works out for him at the end. But it all kind of culminates into him showing up at her school and like reading poetry in front of her class. And it's like none of these other fucking guys are dead poets. Like you're at public school yeah. now, brother. <laughs> you're gonna get your ass kicked for reading poetry. Like when we wrote poetry in my school, it was just like purposefully bad. I can't remember a single line from Shakespeare, but uh, you fucking bet I can still remember my friend Caden's poem where he wrote, "His eyes were like." Like pies, <laughs> sweet and proud. That's an amazing <laughs> line, bro. That still like cracks me up to this day. I don't know. I can't fucking remember Macbeth, and yeah. I studied that shit. Well, that's what I f- think. Like, I think it it might feel like like there's less distractions going to an all boys school or whatever. But I swear to God, you become too much. You, it's just like it's like a magnifying glass for your own personality. It's I think you're fucked. right. And you don't learn how to interact like with regular people either. That's the other thing about prep schools. Is like, yeah, you only hang out with rich guys. All of a sudden you go to public school and you start reading poetry. Yes. That's not how you talk to people. That isn't how you talk to people. <laughs> That's not what you do. You know, guys don't just hang out in the forest and read poems together. I was nope. trying to think of like what the what you know the modern day version of the dead poet society is with guys it's quoting rap at girls you're right it is actually (laughs) it's freestyling in the forest while you smoke weed together is what today's dead poet society is and that's what i'm like the part where they're like running around the cave in the woods all chanting like that's what boys school does to a guy in my mind yeah it it turns you into like a like a caveman you're probably right anytime that i've hung out with my fellows for like a little too long you know we always end up chanting. Yeah. We always end up running around in the forest. Somebody at least does the It just it comes out, you know. It's always me. <laughs> <laughs> it, that was a funny scene though, like when they're first hanging out in, in the in the cave uh just beyond the river. Uh they're uh like uh, they're like reading all the poetry or whatever, and one guy wants to read his like own custom poetry that he wrote on the back of like a porn poster. Yeah, and he like opens it up, and there's like you know a naked girl on there. And then I I thought I didn't I hadn't seen this movie before, and then I saw that naked girl, and it was like oh I have seen this movie before. <laughs> <laughs> and it's behaviors like that that tell me that you can't go to an all boys school. Yeah, man. I know you can't let that part of your personality grow. That's the weed in your garden. I just think that's so funny <laughs> that this whole I couldn't like I couldn't recall that memory at all. But like just seeing like those pair that pair of tits just like shook something loose in my brain that I had been keeping with me my entire life up to that point. Well, I'm not even I can't even comment on that because I don't see tits. 
that's cool. That's cool that you averted your eyes for that scene. I don't see color. I don't see genitals. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect, perfect sweetie is what I am. (laughs) I'm gonna edit that out for you. No, Uh, (laughs) leave it in there. That was funny, and I liked it. Um. Yeah, I think it's. Oh, like but sorry, I, I I remembered. I was just gonna say, my mom got me. I because I like I didn't think I had seen this movie before, and then I did remember I had watched like ha- maybe half of it, like up to that point at least. Um, my mom got me this movie to watch at a sleepover with all my friends. Ooh, what a terrible sleepover movie that this is. Yeah, it's just not- like four dudes hanging out in the basement. Like, what did my mom want out of that? Just like get <laughs> her mom's like get her boy a little more sensitive. I can tell that what you really want is two hours of the most boringest shit ever and then six minutes of suicide and its effects. Yeah. Is that what you want? Is that what a fun sleepover is? Just like not really enjoying a movie for an hour and a half and then crying, trying not to cry for 20 minutes? The thing that confuses me about this movie is I like it, but I also fell asleep during the first two times I tried to watch it and missed the entire thing. (laughs) Like, I think what it is is I like the movie, but I hate every character. Except Robin Williams. Yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, it's definitely, um, it's very hard to watch. It's like, if my teacher was that into the course material, I think I'd be like, okay, bro, back it up. Seriously, (laughs) me too. Like, I really don't like the teachers who are influenced by this. Have you ever had a teacher who's like, in the middle of giving you notes, just like, and he has been like, he's been going off for like a minute. You're taking down everything he's saying. And he's like, and all that is bullshit. Yeah, and like, well, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> my wrist really hurts now. Can you yeah. go and tell my carpal tunnel that that was actually bullshit? That can I you, didn't need to take it, that down. Can you stop doing misdirects while I'm like trying to do my job? Yeah, it's <laughs> like I get this isn't a big deal for you, but I've been writing shit down for five hours today. <laughs> I get that you planned this, but I did not. Yeah, okay. It's a shock to me. Can you just like test me on this so it's not a fucking mistake? Yeah, I remember like when I was a. Uh, in high school for the last year i uh, had to drop out uh, like drop honors so i went back to regular science and it was like so i was going to a class that i had basically already learned all the shit from so i was just like like just not into it at all and just like uh feeling lame and then uh the first day the teacher was like one of those smiley guys and he was like now let me tell you something about ions and i was like i need to go to the bathroom and that is when i started smoking weed at school (laughs) (laughs) i mean and there 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 wasn't a better time if you ask me because like i can understand a guy easier way to get a guy to check out than you being excited about bullshit well you're you're absolutely right but like not only bullshit but it's like not even like Imagine, like, feeling that way about math or science. Like, I get feeling that way about, like, social or English. You know, something that you can read into. It's up for interpretation, whatever. But, like, getting, like, that Robin Williams level stoked about (laughs) fucking ions? About the mitochondria, Bradley? That's a little fucking too much. Yeah, it's just like, who cares about science, bro? I don't give a shit about molecules. Yeah, and you gotta respect that about me. Yeah, until I can figure out like what the collection of molecules that is my brain is doing all the time. I don't give a shit about individual isotopes. Yeah. I got a lot. I got enough on my plate that I can see, let alone what the plate (laughs) is made out of. Let's not even fucking get into that right now. How about you teach me how to stop getting nervous when someone says hi to me? Yeah. Uh, yeah bro i can't make eye contact yet why are you trying to teach me to balance an equation i feel like we missed something a while back yeah Yeah, why do you think i'm gonna get excited about this like i couldn't even show it if i did i'm too in 
insecure. You know what else really bothered me about Robin Williams' character? Mm. Was that he would quote his poetry to other teachers at work. Yeah, his own poetry. His I own poetry. That was hard to it's like, bro, come on. You, all you do is talk about poetry all day. Like, talk about something else. You know? Yeah, that's talk about your, the game. That's your opinion on it. Talk about. I just feel like you don't you think know? it's annoying that he's quoting his own poetry. You think I think it's that's annoying fucking that he's insane. Quoting poetry I think that's. At all? I think that is that's egomaniacal lunacy that he's quoting his own poetry. But the fact that he's quoting any poetry, it's like you haven't had your fill already. <laughs> Teaching your classes wasn't enough. You're really just doubling down. This is just how you talk, isn't it? That's <laughs> Yeah, maybe these kids shouldn't want to be like Robin Williams' Robin character. Williams is He's weird clearly... the whole movie, and then he gets fired. Why is he anybody to look up to? Well, also, he clearly is just a failed poet. I like, know. He clearly That's wa- the other thing. <laughs> he didn't even like want to be a teacher in this movie. He wanted to be a poet. Exactly. It's like you, you, just d- you didn't do what you wanted to do, and now you're teaching all these kids. It's like, oh, you can be like me. It's like, dude, do you, we want to? This is kind of the same character he played in um, Goodwill Hunting. It is a very similar character. Yeah, it's just that that guy was happy, and this guy is like, you don't know. Well, there was actually like a bit of development, or not a bit. There was like a fair amount of development with his character in Goodwill Hunting, and that he like. Yeah, he doesn't really change at all. No, he wasn't. He was very three dimensional in Goodwill, but in this one, he's just kind of like, uh, you know. I don't even know what you would call him. He's just kind of like the wise old sage that they meet or that the main characters meet and they change change the course of their life. He's like the Yoda of this movie. He is the Yoda of this movie. And Yoda isn't a very three-dimensional character either. Robin Williams only ever played Jar Jar Binks or Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dichotomy of man right there, Brad. We all have a little bit of Yoda and Jar Jar Binks in each of us. Everything he did was either Mork and Mindy or Dead Poets Society. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. That's a very funny acting career. And we're never covering anything funny that he's done. Yeah. We will never watch Mrs. Doubtfire on this show. Mark my words. Oh, dude, that's such a good movie, though. Yeah, we should actually. I was thinking we should watch that one, actually. Um, Another thing. Just kind of weird to me that, like. People still learn Latin. Didn't yeah, you think that, that was seems fucked dumb. Up? Like, imagine going to a school that's already way harder than every other school, and then they're like, also Latin. Well, that seems like having to learn handwriting these days. Like, I'm <laughs> sure, like, you know, they got rid of having to learn Latin a while ago, but like, I don't know if kids still have to learn handwriting, but that's probably the same thing where it's like, where would I use this? What's yeah. this for? I don't have to learn how to write regularly, let alone with my hands. I mean, to me, like, yeah, like Latin and cursive writing, those are both just like things you do to seem fancy when you're you've just like run out of ideas. I it's mean, like yeah. the same as eating like foie gras. Yeah, you're it's absolutely right. Like that's not right. fancy. Just you're just eating seven hundred dollar bologna. You can just eat liver, bro. You yeah. don't have to eat. Uh, you could just eat garbage. You, you could, could. Eat trash. You could. You could eat chicken breast, and that <laughs> would be cheaper and better. You're just doing a stunt on us right Liver's now. Liver's not good, and you do not think it is. Shut up. Well, it's like. It's like capers. Like, man, when I I, I I heard about capers from a dram song where he's talking about salmon with the capers on the square plate. And I'm like, yeah, one day I'll eat that. And then I worked at a restaurant where we had capers. I didn't ever come to the point where I could afford them on my own. But I stole some. Yep. They taste like shit. They're just like these salty little peas. And, I f- and then <laughs> I realized like the whole flex of it is that you're rich enough to afford to ruin a meal. Yeah. That you're rich enough to afford to not like this really good salmon anymore. <laughs> that's the stunt that's, of it. That's so weird to me. Like, a, 
why people do that. Like, why don't you just buy more diamonds? At least those look nice. Like, why do you have to blow money on? Yeah, exactly. Diamonds are pointless, too. Yeah. Somebody said that the, they've never run out of diamonds. At least diamonds don't hurt going down. That's true. You can eat a lot of diamonds before you notice. <laughs> you can eat a ton of diamonds. They're not sour. They're not full of vinegar. That's a good point. They're not made of liver either. That's true. They don't have that fucked consistency. Thank you. What would you rather chew, a diamond or a duck's liver? A diamond, because I respect animals. Yeah, I'm a vegan. I only eat diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat anything living. That means plants, animals, I just do diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> I eat diamonds and gold. <laughs> Man, I was uh, I, I watched a video of this uh, vegan lady explaining her kombucha setup. Yep. And about how she like would she would like er, like it grows bacteria and she's like it's alive but it's not living. Okay? It's not an animal. It's like a plant. Just <laughs> <laughs> looking at an amoeba under a microscope and being like this is no life. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a living. <laughs> No, that's the wrong. <laughs> it's it's a living, but it ain't no life. I've been on too many goddamn road gigs to let you ruin that song in front of me. <laughs> Is that a song you like or no? I've done too much backyard fire pit comedy tour to let you do that song wrong. There we go. Look for that on Netflix. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, Kian. A <laughs> <laughs> guy angrily quoting rock and roll songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going off the rails on the crazy train, Kian. <laughs> I can't. I haven't been listening to enough classic rock lately to riff with you on that, and I'm sorry for it. It's okay. Um, welcome to the Hotel California. Maybe you say something. I that, feel like you're losing this. What if you're like, uh, you're like, oh, Brad, you stole the food that I left at your house. And I'm like, welcome to the Hotel California, a place where I don't. Uh, Nobody fucks in the Hotel California. <laughs> There's no bad. locks on the doors. <laughs> that's not a bad one. Yeah. Nobody fucks in the Hotel California because it smells like cheese. It smells like cheese. What do you think an eagle smells like? Getting my dick sucked at the Hotel California. I don't think that eagles smell like any. I bet they smell good. Getting my dick sucked by a bird of prey. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking an eagle in California. <laughs> That's my favorite song, man. I got Fucking <laughs> and that song's by the Eagles, bro. That's. I tried to pull the... Mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah. You ever... Anyway. You can't fuck a bald eagle because how are you going to pull its hair? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you think that that riff um, got saved by the end that we can leave it in? I think that's think up to you, the viewers. <laughs> 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 you think we uh, pulled something out of that or you think Kia needs to cut it out? Email us. and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie gave our dads unrealistic expectations of how we were going to talk to them. Because like that guy who was wants to like impress his dad the whole time he keeps just yes fathering his way through life but yes papa i feel like our generation we really just made a choice to be like no i'll just leave i'll just run away yeah no yeah no definitely i couldn't i never i don't imagine or i don't remember obeying my parents that much i remember there being like certain points probably when i was like 16 or 17 where my parents like they banned me from going to a music festival and then i was just like no 
<laughs> I'm I'm going to go to that. Yeah. It's like you can ban me if you want, but I am too smart. Like I I'm going to get out of this house. <laughs> yeah. That can't stop me. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And it's uh, like to me, it's weird that people even try to like follow the career that their their like dad tells them to because it's like not only are you an adult now but also your dad's life isn't even that good like the dad's life in this movie he just looks stressed yeah no it's always dads who got like halfway to where they wanted to be and then they'll like fuck it i'll have a son and he can take up the reins and then they're like now he can continue being a doctor or whatever yeah, know. and it's like if you're stressed out about making your dad proud, just move out. Every landlord is so proud of you for paying your rent. <laughs> like if you need someone to be proud of you, run away from home, bro. Get an apartment. I don't know. My landlord, I think, has really taken my monthly rent payments for granted lately. Yeah? Like to withhold them, make them a little more thankful the next time they get that deposit. Exactly, and that's something you can do with a landlord. You can't withhold studying from your dad. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think that was a really good lesson of this I movie, though. I don't get though. why people are so obsessed with, like, doing the thing their parent told them they should, though. I, I kind of, I don't know. Part of me kind of... I'm a little obsessed with it, too. Like, in my own head, sometimes, sometimes in the dark of night, when I'm done thinking about all the women that I've wronged, I, st- I start to think to myself, oh, also, my dad wanted me to have a better job. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really worry about that so much because I'm pretty happy and whatever. But I, I, also, I also know a lot of other kids like that I grew up with. Like my friends growing up, I know some of them who kind of fell into that kind of trap where it's like, I think you and I were lucky because we kind of found something that we liked doing pretty quickly after we graduated and for you before you graduated yeah. but like i had uh, friends who were like in university and they like still didn't know what they really wanted to do yet and so the, you know fuck it they'll listen to their parents it's like they still live with their parents they still see them every day they still prize their opinion over all other opinions so like yeah i think it's pretty easy to fall into that trap and just do that because that's what kind of makes sense and then you know you get to the end of that and realize it's not what you want so I'm I, I really that was one of my favorite parts of this movie was when yeah. the kid killed himself uh, just because uh, I think it's you know it's can't kind of came out of left field but I hope there was a couple of fucking parents who watched this rated G movie with suicide and titties in it yeah. and saw like hey maybe I shouldn't be pushing my kid this hard maybe I'm fucking up here maybe he's gonna shoot himself after the school play I hope some learned that but I think what most learned is oh I shouldn't let my kid out of my house he should have to live at home yeah unfortunately you're right about that I also think that this movie like really handled the aftermath of that suicide very accurately uh, in that the parents took no responsibility for their role and just tried to get you know scapegoat some other whether it be a teacher or some kids at school yeah yeah, I mean, th- that part really taught our parents that, you, hey, you did all you could. Yeah, exactly. I love that. It's funny to me that every parent in the world says that. Like, do you think there's any parent out there that's like, you know what? I really did not do all I could. Looking I back really on it. I really did not do most of the shit that I could. I know that hindsight is twenty twenty, and I could have done way more. <laughs> I could have done something. And that would have been uh, significantly more than I did. Yeah, no, I, th- I think, I hope so. But I just remember there was like, uh, a friend of mine got caught with a joint in high school and instead like if when i got caught smoking weed my parents were just like they were mad at me but this kid's parents were like mad at his drug dealer 
for selling him <laughs> the weed. <laughs> and then I remember he just like they they ended up like looking for the drug dealer. They had to like drive around to parks and try and find the drug. <laughs> and the best so part funny. was that I had sold my friend the weed and he like totally had my back. So that when the parents <laughs> and the principal were like, "Who's selling you weed?" He's like, "Uh, Jeremy." <laughs> and just like made up some drug dealer and they had to go to like fictional drug dealer hangouts to try and find this made up dude. So it's like, yeah, no, deal with accept your fucking responsibilities or kids are going to invent bullshit so that, you know, whatever. Yeah, Fuck it. Know. Be a good parent. Yeah, my parents always like they would blame me, but then they would also go like after they were done blaming me, they would do a bit where they were like, "Well, I mean, I don't know what we expected. I guess we just didn't raise you right. Yeah. yeah my <laughs> parents would do shit like that, too. They would and also then it would be like me in the position of being like, no, you guys did a great <laughs> job. Come on. You're I was a great parent. I wasn't rebelling. I'm just a bad kid. <laughs> There's just something wrong with me. I don't do things specifically only because you told me not to. <laughs> my parents would always like blame my friends for it yeah they'd be like where are you getting this behavior from and i'd be like i kind of doing it myself <laughs> i remember like they they like kinda just like confused and scared yeah it's like they, <laughs> they were like the worst part of it i'm not mad that you're smoking weed i'm mad that you're a follower well, like i remember my dad saying <laughs> that to me and then i remember him like reading all my text messages and him realizing that like i was the guy who's like let's all get blunts in the forest <laughs> 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 guys i just figured out how to roll joint <laughs> it's funny that that shit is always like dealt with like a tragedy like, i know every time i talk to someone who did something a little bad once it's like it was a fucking tragedy and then but really that's just like growing up yeah totally like, yeah everybody is scared and acts out and that's just normal but every time it happens where you still have to call 911 about it it's kind of weird how it's handled like i feel like everybody you know you're you're always kind of stepping over the line sometimes because you got to figure out what you can and can't do and how to exist in the world and i don't know i always felt like it was blown way out of proportion when i fucked up like people would always want to punish me for way too long and it's like no i I get that I made a mistake as soon as you told me I did. I don't <laughs> I don't need to be grounded for four more you months. You just screamed in my face. Do you think I didn't get it? Yeah, do you think that <laughs> hasn't affected me? You think that I'm just like still flying high? You think I'm still going to do this afterwards? No, I'm holding back tears. I wonder how my opinion on this stuff will change though because like when you talk to parents about it, like we cuz we know some younger parents and stuff and it's like they really only do that because they want the best for you. But no, it's like, absolutely. Why don't yeah. we do like a Why don't we do like a c discussion consensus thing instead of any time I pitch an idea, you being like, "That's talking back." I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't know how to have conversations for years because I was afraid of talking back. The amount that the guy in this movie's dad told him to stop talking back, like that, really reminded me of my childhood. Yeah, very much. I and used to get, "Don't look at me like that." Me too. I would always. <laughs> I'd always, it was a lot of mixed signals growing up. My dad always told me that eye contact is yeah, the bro. most respectful thing you can do. Always make eye contact. Don't forget, don't make, or always make eye contact. Eye contact, eye contact, eye contact. And then you and then dare I'm getting to meet his gaze when he's angry, and he's like, what the 
I know. I remember I was like staring my dad in the eyes when he's yelling at me out of respect. And then he's just like, stop doing that dead eye thing you always do. And yeah. then from then on, I've all every time I've made eye contact, it has been a conscious choice. Yeah. <laughs> he's always like, my dad would be like, I can tell what you're thinking by how you're looking at me. <laughs> and then I would think in my head and probably also look with my eyes the thought of like, well, then don't say shit that makes me think you're dumb. Yeah, if you're a dad, stop telling your sons things. Stop <laughs> getting mad. Stop. <sighs> Man, dads need to stop assuming that the world is the exact same as it was when they were kids. Yeah. Like, just because you have some advice on how it worked for you doesn't mean that that shit's going to work for me. My stuff is way more complicated than walking home and being scared of your creepy neighbor with his big dog. Bro, I didn't know how to... I was in summer camp one time, and I, like, did not know how to make friends. And my dad was like, it's easy. You just got to <laughs> go up to someone, stick out your hand, just give them a firm handshake, and that's step one. And then you'll get to talking. And I tried that. I went up to a kid, I put out my hand, and he laughed at me, and then I dropped out of that day camp. Yeah, that's why your nickname <laughs> is still Mr. Titties to this day. Everybody calls you Mr. Boy Titties because you tried to shake a kid's hand once when probably, you were five. Probably, probably, I yes. call you that behind your back. <laughs> Me and the listeners, we all have me a. And me and the listeners are all on a Discord channel calling you Mr. Fat Tits. Well, I'm just, I'm more hurt that I wasn't invited to the Discord. It's because you, li it's because you listen to your dad and try <laughs> to shake that guy's hand. <laughs> I, re I still remember my mom being like, "No, you just have to keep trying to make friends," and I'm like, "They don't want me to be their friend, mom. <laughs> what don't you get?" <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. That shit's like it's like nice. It's good to try and help and shit, but it's well, like, it's good to try, but it's also no like that when you don't to know, bro. Yeah, admit that you don't know, and also admit that, like there's a time to try. Also, maybe hey, do you want to even be friends with these guys? Is what I should have asked myself, and the answer was no, because you know what? They were talking the other day before that happened about how much they liked the prequels, the Star or Wars the, prequels. The yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, you don't need them in your life. That's anyways. what I was saying. No wonder they're scared to shake your hand. They're intimidated by the presence of a man who knows movies. I, they, I was the only one there with the balls to say they liked episode five the best. Yeah. My the favorite, cojones. My favorite was the first sequel, Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I call the prequels the first three that the came first. out in chronological <laughs> order. In my eyes? <laughs> in my eyes, those are the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry i have to pee again though that's okay wait i call um the animated clone wars series the prequel <clears throat> welcome back to the podcast i think that this movie is, has some of the prettiest b-roll shots that we've seen in a movie so far on the show it did have some pretty good b-roll i think some of the shots are what life is all about i think carpe diem means seize the day in latin but i think in english it means looking at the sunset with a beautiful woman <laughs> and that's the clip of the show and, <laughs> and that's how we're promoting it forget about this being a funny podcast this is a brad talking about beauty podcast this is a podcast where i just like say things that i wish i could say to girls if they talked to me yeah that was pretty cool i liked i liked the part where they were or, um the the kid who uh i forget i think what was his name charlie and then he changed it to 
Nwanda. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably racist, right? Yeah, that was. You probably can't do that. You probably can't do. You can probably change it probably to whatever you want. The Ex- whitest, like the whitest academy. The literally the only school I could probably call an academy. Look, there wasn't a black kid in that movie. <laughs> And you're, 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 Charlie's going to be Nawanda? It's so white, like you wear suits to school and it's always fall. You have a cape in the wintertime, bro. <laughs> they all have capes and robes on. It was always either fall or winter and you're going to call yourself Nawanda? Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I but uh, I, I like the see. I liked how horny that guy was, I have to say. I liked that he was like, he, he drew the lightning bolt on his chest and he was like, it's a fertility symbol. Makes me feel full of cum. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's just a lightning bolt. That's actually why I got a tattoo of a forest on my arm. Yeah? Fertility symbol. That's why I got a tattoo of a penis on Show- my chest. It shows every girl with the same glasses as me that I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked that it was, uh, he drew a lightning bolt and he's like, that means fertility. Like, if this was really <laughs> a high school, they would just draw a penis. <laughs> and it'll be like, this is a penis. And then this he would put his shirt on. <laughs> this is a big, huge, full set of balls right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, they really don't know how boys are sometimes. Big in full this overflowing set of balls. Yeah, exactly. This is a semen molecule. But that's what I think about, like, stuff that depicts all boys schools is like they, they always have way too optimistic of a vision no of yeah boys. that's exactly it like they're reading poetry in yeah. the cave it's like no if this was real life they would be smoking weed in the cave if there was girls there they wouldn't be talking about how they look in the moonlight they would be trying to kiss them in the cave well because on some level i feel like if you're not scared of like embarrassing yourself in that weird high schooly way that we all were then you could be more open to like getting into all the softer shit of life like poetry. But I also think that like probably not. I yeah. also know that I went to a hockey school and yeah. I will tell you, <laughs> it wasn't all boys, but it was mostly boys and not a book got cracked. <laughs> not a one, not even the textbook. Our teachers had to print out parts of the textbook to give to us. That was always the best when <laughs> they do that. Like, I know I concede that you're not going to read this textbook, <laughs> yeah. but please, God, look at these. <laughs> yeah. Look at this packet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't trust all boys' schools. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this movie is the exact same as Catcher in the Rye, except instead of liquor and whores, they just find poems. I haven't read Catch from the Rise, so you're going to have to break that down for me a little bit. Holden Caulfield has about the same uh, experience as Neil does. (coughs) He has about the same experience as Neil does in this movie, except instead of um, dropping the the paper and, like, canceling the play and shit, he just runs away from his prep school and then goes to New York City and then gets drunk and, like, tries to fuck, like, some prostitutes and stuff. Nice. Then he, like, goes home. So it's like, I don't know, this is like sad catcher in the rye, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It'd be happy if any of them fucked through this movie. Yeah, which I don't know if Holden does. It's sort of left unclear. <laughs> I thought that... W- up, to, up, uh, up to the viewer. <laughs> you gotta interpret whether he fucked or not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What did you think of the romance thing in this movie? Because I thought that was kind of weird how he... I don't like how they did that nice guy shit through the whole movie, and, and then it worked out for him in the end. I thought that was kind of fucking weird. Oh, he ends up with that girl? 
I it, I guess it doesn't really they they don't have like a clear ending where they're together, but they were like holding hands during the play, so you can assume that they end up together. Yeah, I, I mean, think that was kind of what I got out of it. That was how it seemed to me. That just like I don't know. That's like shit like that is fine, but I also think it's not responsible at all. No, yeah, that's the thing. Everybody's it's not like, why are guys fucked? And it's like, well, maybe because every movie I've ever seen has been like. Don't worry, it's all going to be perfect. Well, and it's also like, how much media have you consumed where um, they're always referencing how girls only go for, or girls hate nice guys, girls are always going for the mean guys, they're always going for the jocks. To me, the nice guys finish last thing is what birthed incels. Oh, without a doubt, bro. Without a doubt, it's always it's always like scrawny kids who are actually terrible to be around being like, why doesn't she like me? Yeah, I'm smart. I remember when I was younger, like I I went through a phase of like thinking that and almost becoming a radicalized guy. Oh, totally. Almost getting into a U-Haul in Quebec City and riding that thing down the sidewalk. I like to think that almost happens to everybody. Yeah. And it's (laughs) up to you to pull yourself out of that. But then like, yeah, you like it's almost impossible. Like it's hard for me to see how that even happens because then you think about yourself for one second and you're like, oh, I'm actually not nice. I just do fake nice stuff to trick people into thinking I'm exactly. nice. And that means I'm toxic and that's why nobody loves me. Exactly. You always... Yeah, and I also mean, if my ex is listening that, yes, I did realize that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's shit like that. It's like, no, you're not nice, bro. You're just toxic. No, exactly, exactly. You're you're being nice right now, but you're using that niceness as a means to try and fuck somebody, and that's fucking weird. And yeah, there's a not quote nice. from this movie that says, "Being nice is the easiest thing to be." Or I mean, is that from something else I was watching. I don't know if it is or not, but I would disagree. I, I being I was thinking about changing my lock screen wallpaper to just be nice on white, you know, black text on a white background because sometimes I forget. But you're not even openly rude to people, really. Like, you're still good at... You You still easily are polite. I can do it a lot, but there's, there's... I don't know, man. Sometimes if I have to deal with somebody who's given me bullshit they've given me before, or like... Yeah, sure, but I mean to, like, new people. Yeah, no, definitely... Uh, to most new people, I'm pretty nice. But it's it's definitely, like, people who I've dealt with before, and I know that I don't like. Yeah. But I just think the other thing about the nice guys finish last thing is like just because you're being nice now doesn't mean you're a nice guy yeah 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 exactly <laughs> you said exactly. a nice thing bro that's yeah. easy like everybody says nice stuff oh totally and then it's all it also is like that d- thing where they uh like R. they were Kelly's talking about how the full of nice things that he said sorry r kelly's songs chock full of him saying nice stuff yeah that guy almost exclusively said nice stuff look yeah. where he's at now you really think nice guys finish last i think nice guys finish on camera i think nice guys finish (laughs) in jail um yeah because and i i also just don't like how they did the thing where they would like talk about how uh shitty her boyfriend was and it's like first off you're literally watching them from a distance on your bike uh (laughs) second off (laughs) you don't even know them that's yeah that's i didn't even realize that yeah yeah, he had never met the guy at all yeah exactly and then and then uh, and then uh 
like they're they're at the party together, or like they're at the party she invited him to, where like her boyfriend is also there, and the boyfriend's like literally giving him shots in the kitchen, like they're doing shots together, and it's like you know they're not the conversations not exactly flowing, but like you can't say this guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't call yourself the nice guy. You didn't bring anything to the party. Yeah, they, it was BYOB. They didn't say that in the movie, <laughs> but you could tell it was when you got to the party. Uh, <laughs> and then you fucking show you drink this guy's liquor, and then you try and steal his girlfriend. It's yeah, like and it's like maybe you're you're seventeen, you can't buy liquor. Bring chips then. Yeah, pull your weight around. Order a pizza. Offer to drive people home. You're going to a prep school, dude. You have <laughs> some money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's just like you sh- you show up to this guy's house, you drink his liquor, you try and steal his girlfriend, and you're still calling him the asshole. It's like no, man, you're pretty shitty. I think I just think it's like every almost every time that a guy has a crush on someone in a movie, it's dealt with irresponsibly, I think. Like can you even can you riddle me off the top of your head a movie that deals with it like in a way that you could uh use as like a, a model or whatever? Yes. In Adam Sandler's fifty first dates where he goes on a date with a girl with amnesia fifty times until she get they get the perfect first date. See, even that, it's like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's My always pretty weird in movies. Joe Bluth's 51st Dates, where he does the same thing, except instead of having amnesia, he roofies her every time. That's pretty good. That was a very, I really liked that sequence. <laughs> the forget-me-nots. <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of a deep reference. That was I'm sort of proud of myself. For yeah, that that's a good season three reference right there. And I'm also sorry if anyone's mad about it. Um, you know what else really irked me? Uh, I, while we're still on the topic of romance, that guy uh, before they were, uh, he was like trying to get her to go on a date with him, like to the uh, Neil's play mm. uh, without her boyfriend. And she she kept making him, like, promise, I guess, like, okay, I'll go on this one date with you, and then you'll leave me alone forever. And he's like, dead poet's honor. And he says that twice to her before she's like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just a thing I like to say. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd be a little concerned if I had just uh, bargained with a guy so he would leave me alone, and then he started talking about dead stuff. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> I, ju- I just really like that. It's kind of kind of like the opposite of fight club where they're like yeah never talk about fight club like even though that's a really cool name for something they're like never talk about it but in this they're like yeah no talk about talk about it as much as you want just don't tell them what it is and that's the perfect metaphor for uh poor people versus rich people man (laughs) because in fight club like you're not yeah you shouldn't talk about your weird ass crazy people (laughs) yeah you're right but rich people you you can and you will you can and you will (laughs) like we all know like well but it's also like we didn't think of this cool of a name to not tell anybody yeah that's like skull and bones club like you've all heard we've all heard of that but like we don't know what exactly goes on <laughs> apart it's like, from its dudes doing weird shit together you know what it is it's like the difference between like um like guys who call themselves intellectuals and then guys who just like don't care and that well uh, hey how about <laughs> instead of intellectuals how about guys who self-identify as part of the intellectual dark web versus other guys who don't care <laughs> I, I mean i just think that's getting too specific i yeah i just i've really been uh, the, both of my roommates have been r- referencing members of the intellectual dark web to me and they've really been on my mind just anybody who calls themselves that discredits themselves in my eyes it's yeah it's just funny to me how every like 
if you are in a club where you're doing smart guy shit, you can't not talk about it. But if you're in a club where it's like kind of embarrassing and you just beat the shit out of each other, you you have to not talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like just how everyone's brain works. I don't even <laughs> think that needed to be the rule in either scenario. <laughs> Because you wouldn't, like, go to your office job and brag about how you're in a fight club. No. I mean, that was one of the specific themes of that movie was how uh, he wouldn't say it and nobody had the balls to bring it up to him. Yeah, but it's like if you walk into your office job wearing a scarf and skipping and you got a book of poetry under your arm, it's less intimidating. Yeah, People it's are less intimidating. You're it. right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> it's like one isn't better than the other, but, like, I'm definitely going to make fun of I feel comfortable making fun of one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, self-identifying as a poet's pretty fucking dumb, if you ask me. Not dumb, but like you gotta, you gotta be published. Yeah, someone else has to call you a poet. Man. Yeah, we can all write wrong sentences. Yeah, exactly. I can write short stuff. You can make anything sound deep. Don't believe me? Listen to any Drake album. You already heard me say the eyes were like pies thing. Anything can be anything. Her Who eyes cares? were like pies made of cream and cum. <laughs> you see what I mean by that? Yeah, see, Brad's a poet. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Shakespeare. Suck my cock, Walt Whitman. We're coming for you. And I'm a pie. Leaves of ass, more like. Leaves of ass? Those are some leaves I want to smash. I'm Walt Whitman. Woo! I'm Walt Whitman. That was cut from my book, Leaves of Grass. I, Walt Whitman, and my friend Abraham Lincoln are looking for some dresses with wires in them to hike up over a bedside table. Yeah, man, that, I hated Oh Captain, My Captain. If I if uh, I caught wind of a teacher requesting his students call him Oh Captain, My Captain, that would be enough to have him fired, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like a cult of personality thing. Yeah. You're like, I don't know where this is going. I don't want to see where hey, it ends up. you're Mr. Williams, okay? Like, that's... <laughs> Mr. Williams, not <laughs> Captain, just Mr. Williams, please. Yeah. This is your final warning. Because it's like, <laughs> as soon as people start calling you Captain, you technically outrank the principal. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> the principal's like, hey, can you guys start calling me Admiral? Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> I know that we're a school, but we're going by naval rankings now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you were if if I was a kid in this movie, I realized like at the end, um, <laughs> I, w I wouldn't have been any of the main characters. I would have been like so like at the end of the movie, Robin Williams gets fired from the school, but he comes back in during class to like pick up all his shit. Mm. And in a show of solidarity, all the students like stand on top of their desks and say, oh, captain, my captain, Adam. Yeah. And but some of the kids didn't. Yeah. I would have been one of those kids. Yeah. One of the kids sitting down, just like looking around, not having realized that anyone had this kind of relationship with this <laughs> teacher. <laughs> not real. <laughs> you guys talked about him, talked about your problems with him. I, I thought this was just English class. Did you ever have a teacher who like quit or got a new job and like some people would get him cards and like they'd be yeah. people would, like cry on the last I know. Day. And it's like all the, I, I, I'd have like kids who would like, or even when they graduated, they would like come back and visit the teacher and they'd hug and it's like you guys got along like that yeah she just fucking gave me a bad mark on my test and i called her a bitch in the hallway that's like the extent of our relationship i had one teacher who i would be down to go visit so mr mcdonald if you're listening to this dm me bro <laughs> but uh, but that was because he was the only teacher i ever had who like just was funny yeah every other teacher was like it's just a fucking guy like 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've, there's three teachers I've had who I would drink with. All of them were social studies teachers. Yeah. And uh, they know who they are. There's three student teachers I had that I would drink with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd hang out with any of my student teachers. The one I want to hang out with the most, though, he was like this very serious man, but he always made me laugh very hard. Yeah. And he had like a great jawline. Anytime he and all, all our teachers would like dress up for Halloween. So whatever he was, I'd be like, oh, Mr. Geis is going as sexy Obama this year. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Geis is going as one of those sexy Chilean coal miners. <laughs> what? And he'd just like, be wearing a regular outfit. What Chilean coal miners was he dressing up as? Uh, some coal miners got trapped in a mine in Chile. Oh, you ever see that movie? No, but I saw the Mr. Geis' sexy Halloween costume about it. Okay. Do you think that for a bunch of poets, how many times they say sucking the marrow out of life is like a bad word choice? I would say come up with some synonyms. Yeah. He says it so many times, Robin Williams' character. He says you have to suck the marrow out of life. Too many. He says it so many times that he extends the analogy at one point to a guy who's biting a bone. Yeah, I liked it. He's <laughs> like, I told you to suck the marrow out, not choke on the bone, you fool. <laughs> and it's like, okay. What part of sucking the marrow out of life don't you understand? It's like, if you didn't hear it when you said suck in the marrow, and you also didn't hear it when you said choking on the bone, <laughs> maybe this is an all-guys school. <laughs> Maybe this is an all-guys school in the locker room sense of the word. In the lame, not in the offensive way, in the lame way. <laughs> That's funny. You can just start saying, like, um, hints at that and then, you, you know, specify by going, not in the offensive way, in the lame way. Yeah. That's, you can do that. Can I? Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, let me know if I can do that. Like, comment, and subscribe if Brad can do that. Um, I've got one another note that I forgot about for the, the guy's uh, weird fucking relationship he had with the girl. Yeah. When he's stroking her hair when she's, like, asleep or whatever at the party. Ooh, that was the creep. That- Very creepy. Yeah. You know what was even creepier? Mm. Actually, this is just, like, a PSA to anybody listening to this podcast. If you're near a girl who's passed out, you're not allowed to say carpe diem. You're just like not, you cannot say carpet. You can't say seize. You have to use <laughs> your first language exclusively. But like just having a passed out girl in your lap and you're like, seize the day. That's fucking terrifying, yeah, yeah, man. You, yeah, that's so fucked up. That's like the, that's like as close as you can get to an assault scene without having That is so In fucked. a rated G movie, carpe diem. Ugh, no, hate, don't. I really don't like the way like uh I don't like the way relationships are. I would say women are portrayed, but the, women aren't even really portrayed. In no, this. I mean, like, there's not e- like she's not even a character. She's just like an object for their desires through the or for that one guy's desire through this movie. Yeah. And just the way they treat like. I don't know. The way that that shit is like supposed to be normal is just fucked. It's kind of fucked, man. And I honestly feel like that's done a bit of a number on me. Like, I'm still kind of having to figure out, like. I mean, that's kind of been like a thing that I think that a lot of dudes have to work through. Like you see how relationships are portrayed in media. You see like how guys pursue women in all these movies. And then like in real life, you can't do shit like that. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I mean, every guy is like sitting on the couch wondering why nobody loves them. It's because of everything you think. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't trust. I don't like that. But yeah, no, I hate that. And I, I, you shouldn't be. Also, just if someone passes out, like just leave the room. Just go leave. to a different room. Like you just shouldn't be. You in, just don't you, be in a room with a passed out person. The most you should do if there's a drunk girl who's passed out is put her on her side. Th- yeah. And there. The most you should do is make sure all the other guys leave the room with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is the most you should do. <laughs> because, I, ugh, man, if I ever woke up from being passed out around anybody, even someone who I knew for a fact didn't want to fuck me. Yes. I would just be like, I don't trust what you could have learned about Yeah, me. I don't like what's happened. I don't like how vulnerable you've seen me. Yeah, it's too much, man. Ugh. Even my parents. One time I pa- on my 18th birthday, I passed out on the toilet fully naked, and then my dad came in and woke me up, and I was like, this is a violation of our trust. <laughs> You're not supposed to see me like this. I don't care if I die on the toilet. Let me die on the toilet, bro. Yeah, die like Elvis. You're not <laughs> supposed to see your son fully naked on his birthday. <laughs> you're not, just like you're not supposed to see anyone passed out drunk. That's supposed to be the end of the night. That must have felt like it came a little full circle for your dad. Like you see your son like naked on the day he's born, <laughs> and then your dad sees you naked again the day you become a man. Like that's that's pretty that's pretty poetic. <laughs> that's a little dead poetry right there. Yeah, I don't know. We've talked about it a couple times, and it's not very poetic in his mind. In his mind. <laughs> It's sort of a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of one of those poems that you thought would be better but ended kind of bad. Yeah, where you're like, this didn't rhyme at all. I just think I was too insecure to do any of the stuff they do in this movie when I was their age. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't share po. I couldn't even admit the fact that I didn't hate poetry. Here's my question, though. Do you think that's an our generation thing? Because I think that... Um, the amount that everyone was getting fucking cyber bullied really closed us all off to learning about poetry. I think you're right. I think that closed closed you off about learning about poetry. I think how much uh, you, you got made fun of for liking girls uh, shuts you down to like, you yeah. know, you being a romantic first love stuff. You ever wrote? No, because I thought that was inappropriate. I thought that was wrong. I didn't want anybody to know that I liked a girl. Man, I I was I've always been like a uh, a guy who's in love for my whole life, just with some lady who doesn't care about me, right? Yeah. And so one time in elementary school, like pro- I think like grade like young, like grade something, two or three or something, I like decided I had a crush on this girl, so I put a a note being like, check one, will you go on a date with me? Yes, no, in her bag, you know the classic. Yeah. Right? And. Uh, because I had seen it in fucking movies, I thought that was normal. <laughs> and so then, like, I never heard anything back for, like, a week. So I was like, oh, I guess she didn't see it. And then I just kept putting more notes. You must have not gotten my note. <laughs> which is, by the way, that's the worst thing I've ever done in my life, okay? I've never done anything worse <laughs> than that. That's that's it. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, uh, I forget my point, but, like... <laughs> It ruins you. It yeah. makes you think that stuff like that is acceptable in real life when, I don't know, I, I'd like to live in a world where it is, honestly. I'd love to live in a world where all these fellas can read poetry together and nobody makes fun of anybody. No one gets punched in the arm. What a magical world to live in. But like, but I still don't think you should treat girls like that. No, I don't think you should do anything like that to a lady. That's 
as borderline breath. I don't know, dude. Imagine finding like ten of the same notes in your backpack over. Yeah, that's like, like <laughs> if I was the principal, oh, I'd feel God. like I'd have to talk to Can you. Can we about cut that. this out? I don't want to have imagine, said that imagine anymore. Imagine being that girl's dad. This is bad. Imagine dude. that being that girl's mom. Like, this is what's gonna g- cancel me. This is it. That's for not me. gonna cancel. This you? is the end of it for yeah. me. It's done. Even if I don't get canceled, I'm self-canceling. <laughs> I can't be a guy who has opinions after I've said after I've done something like that. How am I, how's anyone going to respect my stance after they hear that I've done that? What if what if like you like made it big as a comedian and then like years later that girl me tooed you? She was like, <laughs> <laughs> one time in grade three. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me letters, and after I didn't reply, he sent me more letters. One time when we all had indoor and outdoor shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, that's fucked. I wish I didn't say that. I'm sorry, everybody. That was a pretty good story. I'm Welcome back to that. the sad podcast. I'm not editing that out. Welcome back to the Down on Myself podcast. Welcome I'm back to host. the Loud podcast. I'm your you host, any- guy who wants to die. Do you have any uh, closing arguments? Anything uh, uh, you think your parents learned from this? Do you think that when Robin Williams signed the contract that said he would act in this movie, uh, it was a stipulation that he would get to read Shakespeare in different accents? Yes. Or do you think nobody asked him to do that? I think I honestly <laughs> it kind of felt like a riff. Yeah, it did feel like a riff. It, I liked that riff. Though. It was kind of beautiful. Like it felt like it was a really pure Robin Williams esque bit. I thought. I thought that was very pure. You know what it kind of reminded me of was uh, when an English teacher plays like a Tupac song and is like, I got news for you kids. That's poetry, too. <laughs> <laughs> I loved teachers like that, dude. I can't, And I can't wait for the next generation of it, too. Just like uh, your teacher just puts on Lil Xan. Yeah. Just so you know, kids. Not only is that poetry, it's also Xanarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Now I want you to explain to me what is Xanarchy. <laughs> Define Xanarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I identify as a Xanarchist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really do the whole politics thing. I just do what Lil Xan tells me. I'm a Marxist Xanarchist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm a uh, Playboy Cardiist. Um. What do you think our parents learned from this? I don't know. I think that they learned. Uh, I think that it gave them false expectations for how sensitive their boys were going to be, at least in the yeah. 90s and 2000s. Um, or at least, no, that's not true. Boys are sensitive. I think it gave them a false uh, expectation for how willing their bo- uh, boys were going to be open with their sensitivity. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I. I think that it... Um I think movies like this cause the generational anger. Like, I think this is why some st- parts of this are why we all are mad at our parents' generation because it's like it taught them that we were going to s- talk to them nice the whole time. And then it taught us when we watched it that you can't do that or you will kill yourself. Yeah. Like, it just leads to like two very different like um, opinions on how to live your life, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I really hope some parents watched this and like stopped pushing their kids to be doctors so hard. I know that's not true, but I hope that w- one person did. Um, I hope parents just stop pushing their kids, man. Let them be dumb. Let them throw water balloons at shit. 
Yeah, but also I kind of part of me kind of got the dad's perspective. Like, could you imagine like busting your ass, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, and like getting your kid a nice life, having a good house? You know, you you're able to put him through like the best schools, and he's like, I want to be an actor. That's sure. Maybe I would be pissed, but also. I feel like as a grown man, I would understand that that's what happens when you have a good life. That is what happens. <laughs> and I've noticed that, too. Like all the generations before me, uh, the men in my family have had to struggle and work hard to, like, put food on the table and, like, get ahead. And then I just I had that. And I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell jokes. Like, I think it was out of resentment a little bit on the dad's part, honestly, because, like, obviously, if you're spending all your time thinking about paying rent and eating, you don't have a lot of time to think about fucking how the joker would say something yeah no you're right it's it's maslow's like, hierarchy dad wanted needs, to bro. be an artist guy too but he just never had the chance and you're I probably think right he's just looking at it from the wrong perspective man like you're trying to give him a chance to be a doctor you wanted him to have a chance at a good life you didn't yes. want him to have a chance at having a job that's better than your job Exa that's a really good fucking way to look at it man yeah that's how parents should look at shit but what do i know i'm just a dumbass loser yeah, well, I got to agree with you there. Uh, one thing I forgot to talk about was the ending of this movie. Mm -hmm. It just kind of ends with all the kids standing on their desks and Robin Williams, like, looking pleased at them in the doorway. Yeah. But, like, and then they roll credits. But, like, he he was still fired. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Just think about, like, what happens immediately after the camera shuts off. Robin Williams just looks at them and, like, turns around and leaves <laughs> yeah. and all those kids have to like get down off their desks the, their new teachers extra mean to them now <laughs> yeah. because he has a grudge yeah that's the funniest part of that to me is like you do these kids really think that that's gonna work like the whole faculty thinks he killed a child yeah exactly and you guys are like let's stage up walk out and not even all of them just some of them are standing up on their desks <laughs> yeah but that really reminds you reminds me of like what it was like to be a kid at that age and like see shit that you didn't like happening and be like I'm going to make a petition. Yeah. And that's all I can do. And I hope <laughs> to God someone listens to it. <laughs> yeah. Man, I remember in elementary school, we made a petition to get our lunch lady fired. But then she got fired for hitting a student. <laughs> 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 we brought the petition to the office and they're like, this is ridiculous. It's all in marker. It's on a yellow piece of paper. Also, your children. We would never listen to you. <laughs> and then like the next week she was gone because she smacked my buddy Jackson. <laughs> man, French school is awesome. That does sound pretty good, man. Um, I think this movie is anti-conformity, which is weird because the generation that it came out during all turned out the exact same. What, like millennials? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they turned out similar. I would say that they have more personality than Gen Xers, but still very cookie cutter. Do they have more personality or do they all have the same different personality? Uh-oh. Because I think <laughs> they don't have more. I think they like do more personal wellness stuff, but it's all the same shit. Okay, but are you gonna say that about uh, Gen Z too? Like, do you think that we're individuals, or do you think that we're also all just the same? That's a great point, and I agree with the second thing you said. But I don't want to admit that I do because then it fucks up my whole point. So no. <laughs> so what's your so point? No. that they're lame and we're cool. We're yeah. chill. They're dumb. <laughs> yep, that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm in a 
I'm in a club with the same initials as uh, the Dead Poets Society. Yeah? Yeah. Have I told you about it? No. Have I told you about um, the club I started called the Dong Penis Society? No, they haven't come up. Do you know what um it's do you know what we do? What? We go down to the sauna at the public pool f- and then we get fully naked and then when someone asks us to stop we're like, "Oh, I thought this was the shower." <laughs> <laughs> we're like, That's "Oh." Pretty funny. <laughs> we're like, That's pretty oh. actually really funny. <laughs> just like chilling in the pool showers, <laughs> just trying to get a trying to get a schwitz in. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "Oh, I thought this was the designated naked zone. This isn't the steam room." <laughs> Yeah, you're in the pool shower and you're like the heat's a little too wet (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know i felt like that kid should have ran away yeah the kid should have run away but that's also like i don't know i think that's accurate to being a kid in high school who's first uh i don't know i'd always take solace in the fact that i could just kill myself yeah back in the day I mean, me too. You know, chemistry is pretty difficult. Whatever. I could just end it all. Yeah, me too. Like, I still use that as, like, a coping mechanism. (laughs) Um, But I just think, like, what I did instead of killing myself was try anything, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't want to trivialize killing yourself either because that shit's real too. It is real. And could you imagine having a fucking dad like that guy's dad who, like, sends you to boarding school but then is still, like, somehow a helicopter parent? Like, you don't even live at the same house. Yes, I can imagine that. It (laughs) takes me one extra step, the boarding school. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you're right. I accidentally gave my mom access to my university shit so she could pay some of the fees. I did, and then I changed my password as soon as I did. I know, I should, because now my mom's texting me. She's like, you have some to-do stuff you have to do. And I'm, I'm like, I know! Very <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting, like, that's the shitty thing about, like, how I did move out, like, and did the running away instead of the other, whatever, the being angsty about it, is just, like, now I'm so used to living on my own that, like, any time I need help, I'm just like, ah, fuck off! But yeah. also, I asked you for this. Yeah, that happened when I, like, all the all the pipes burst in my old apartment, and I had to, like, move back in with my parents, and I was, like, really shitty about that. And, like, I didn't feel comfortable eating their food or, like, doing anything. And then, I, yeah, it was it was very weird. I, I had a very hard time asking people for help after. Yeah, so... I had made a point to do everything myself. Yeah, so my point about that is, like... I'm not objective observing in this. I'm like doing the thing that that kid says the first time after he got chewed out by his dad in front of all his friends, which is you would talk to your dad that exact same way. And I fully would and do. (laughs) So moral of the story is we don't have good opinions on this podcast. I mean, I feel like if you haven't gotten that, you know, 30 whatever episodes in, then you should be listening to different podcasts. Yeah. Check out this American Life. Go get go get on to Joe Rogan. Yeah, and buy say, some supplements. And say to yourself, mm, I don't need a vaccine. Hotline some alpha brain. <laughs> Just take a big fucking... <laughs> I don't know what hotlining is, but it sounds bad. It's the way you smoke, It sounds man. like snorting, but with a catheter yeah. instead of a straw. It's like, and uh, you use your penis instead of your nose. It's like, it's like if you were to take a fucking uh, bump of cocaine... But instead of using a rolled-up dollar bill, you take a metal pipe that's super fucking hot on one end. <laughs> okay, and it vaporizes sounds, it instantly. That sounds really sad, dude. Yeah, I watched it when we got into uh, Meth Head Instagram. That was how I found out about... Oh, Hot Rails are actually called. 
please don't admit to the public that I was also that into we, that. You don't need to say we. Hashtag Tweaker Nation, brother. <laughs> you you could have said I. One one nation under under tweakers. <laughs> sure. One. The last thing I want to say about this movie is um, it's funny to me how open they were about Dead Poet Society. Like they kept talking about it, right? Yeah. But then as soon as um. The teacher's doing an investigation. Everybody except the one guy's like, don't tell them anything. Yeah. And then the one guy's like, well, he already knew, so I just told him. And Did then you guys think they didn't know about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. None of us could shut the fuck up about it for like six months. We <laughs> kept saying the name of it. You published something in the school paper from the Dead Poet. <laughs> yeah. You don't remember that you did that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they know about the Dead Poet Society. <laughs> You're like, we've been reading these out of books. There is a paper trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, <laughs> but it's We so- found out about this in one of the yearbooks, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's but that's so funny because like right after he tells them that he told the teacher they're like uh oh, they start calling him a rat yeah and it's like no you're wearing a suit you can't call another guy a rat you're all rats yeah suits are the outfit of rat <laughs> that's what rats wear to work bro yeah. you're all rats and if you're not a rat you're a snake <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you're wearing a suit, you shouldn't be allowed to call a guy a rat. No, I'm with you. As a guy wearing jeans and a sweater, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. As a guy wearing a suit, that comes from a place <laughs> deep within me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to create the illusion that when we get together to record, we're wearing three-piece suits. Yeah, I got a Rolex on right now. <laughs> I got a I got a fake Rolex on right now. I got a. I'm wearing a fake Michael Kors purse that I bought for a girl. I got a real Michael Kors purse. Uh, do you, <laughs> you bought you for say? yourself because because yeah. you, you use purses owned end podcast. Shut up. Shut end up. End of the podcast. That's it. We ended it there. <laughs>